Uh, I'm ready to jump right into God's word this morning. You see, we've been in this theme called Make No Little Plans Here for over the course of three months, I'll say. And for several weeks, we started off every service reading Isaiah chapter 49, verses 5 through 6. And in verse 6, we see what God says um, to Isaiah as we was writing um, this verse. And it says that in Isaiah uh, chapter 49, verse 6, it says that it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the protected ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Now, for those of you that attend Celebration Weekly, you should now understand that God wasn't just in the business to just bless one tribe of Israel. If you attend Celebration Weekly, you should now understand that God wasn't just in the business to bless one nation. Here's what it says. It says that in, in verse six, God said, it is too small of a thing for you to be my servant, my child, and only bless the people of Israel. God was like, if you're my servant, my child, it's too small of a thing to just bless the people of Israel. I believe that God is telling us the similar things that if you're my servant, if you're his child, then it's too small of a thing to just bless the people here in Fresno. It's too small of a thing to just bless one ethnicity. It's too small of a thing to just bless one business. It's too small of a thing to just bless one church. It's too small of a thing to just bless one family. It's too small of a thing to do anything that is not extra, 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 extra large. It's too small of a thing to do anything that's not extra grande. <laughs> Amen. We serve a big God and there's no limitations to what he is able to do. So our thing, make no little plans here, has been birthed and expanded upon coming out of this verse in Isaiah. And last week, Pastor taught a message on how fear is a liar. You see, Pastor spoke about and backed it up with scripture how God wants us to be courageous against fear. He said that having courage is not a feeling, it's a decision. He said that having courage is not a feeling, it's simply making a decision even when you're scared, nervous, or challenged. But as I was preparing for today, uh, I began to look up the word courage. And when I looked up the word courage, I got the ability to do something that frightens one. The definition for courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. So in order for you to be able to make a decision to choose uh, courage over fear, you have to be facing some adversity or, or something very challenging or a little fear in your life to be able to make that decision. You know, for those of you that know me, you know my story. I played in the NFL for seven years. And in my seventh year, God spoke to me and said that I was done playing football. 
God told me that I was done playing football in my seventh year. Now, at this time, I was under contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. And when God told me that I was done playing football, at that point in my life, all I knew was football. You know, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. My ambitions, my goals when I was a little kid was to make it all the way to the NFL. And here God comes telling me that I'm done playing football. Can you imagine how scared, how nervous, how challenged I was to even think about what was next? I mean, all I knew was football and God tells me that I'm done. Can you imagine the fear and the anxiety that I had on my life when he told me that? But that wasn't even the scariest part about that. What was more scarier than that is I had to walk inside of the head coach, Andy Reid, a Hall of Fame coach for the Kansas City Chiefs office, and tell him I'm done with football. Release me from my contract. Could you imagine what the feelings and the emotions was that was going in my life when I had to walk into this office and let Andy Reid know that I'm done playing football? Release me from my contract. Every emotion that we as humans don't like to feel, I felt it. But I had to make a decision to be courageous over fear. Amen? You see, we've been in this theme titled, Make No Little Plans Here. But that requires choosing courage over fear. The title of my message this morning is, Make No Little Plans Here requires courage over fear. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you, God. I ask that you speak a word through me that your people will be able to hear, understand, and apply to their daily lives. Father God, I ask that you continue to move in this service like never before. We ask in all these blessings in your son Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Listen, being courageous is not a feeling, it's a decision. You see, in order for you to be able to make a decision to choose courage over fear, you must be facing a little adversity or something challenging that will cause you to have to put your will on display. You have to be facing a challenge or some fear or some type of adversity that will cause you to have to put your will on display. You see, because God has created each and every single one of us with the ability to be capable of withstanding any trials or any errors that come in our lives. But it's not about what you're capable of doing. It is not about what you're capable of doing when your back is up against the wall and you're facing fear, adversity, or challenges. It's not about what you're capable of doing. It's about what you're willing to do. It's about what you're willing to do when your back is up against the wall. You see, we've been talking about making no little plans here, but the sense of fear and anxiety may arise depending on how big your plan is. If you got a small plan, then I don't think you're going to have any type of fear, anxiety, or anything come amongst your life. But if you're dreaming big, if you're making no little plans, the sense of fear and anxiety may rise. It may arise on your life. But when it do, what are you willing to do? That's the question. Listen, if your dreams or plans aren't stretching you to take a leap of faith, then it's too small of a thing. 
If your dreams or plans that you have for your life is not stretching you to take a leap of faith, then it's too small of a thing. Notice I said if your dreams or plans are not stretching you and not stressing you. I said stretching, not stressing. But you should be stretching Godwards with your plans that you have for your life. Now, some of you may be wondering, what does it mean to stretch Godwards um, with your plans? What I mean by that is, if you're not saying, God, I don't know how you're going to make this happen in my life. God, I don't know how you're going to show up on this situation right here, but I'm trusting you that you will. If you're not praying like that when you think about your plans, then it's too small of a thing. Amen? It's too small of a thing. Listen, if you can hustle and bustle your way to accomplish any dreams that you have for your life, it's too small of a thing. You need to have God in your life. You need to have God show up and do a miraculous miracle for it to be a God-sized plan. If you can hustle and bustle your way and do it yourself, then it's too small of a thing. Amen? I don't know about y'all, but when I think about my plans that I have for my life, I'll be like, come through, Lord. Come through. I'll be like, come through, Lord. Have anybody ever had to just say, come through? Come through. I ask God to come through for my life because my plans and the goals and the visions that God has placed upon my life is big. Listen, you may be in here right now or you may be watching online and you may be comfortable with life. You may be just good living your normal life, waking up every day, going with the flow. You may be satisfied with living your regular life. And if that's you, God bless you. But I'm here to tell you that the Word of God says that He wants to prosper His people and not harm them, but give them hope and a future. So if you're at this church, then I'm I'm expecting that you're here preparing to make no little plans here. Because at this church, we're making no little plans here, but it's going to require courage over fear. Amen? Amen. This church is growing and going places. I believe that and I see it. Uh, But if you have your Bibles, go with me to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. We're going to bounce around a little in the Word of God today as I try to paint this picture using God's Word today. In Genesis chapter, chapter 12, verse 1, it reads, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's home, and go to a land that I am going to show you. Imagine hearing God tell you to leave America. Imagine God's voice telling you to leave America, not Fresno, not Clovis, not California, but imagine God telling you to leave America. Imagine God telling you to leave your mama now, your daddy now, your cousins now, your relatives Yo, 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 motorcycle buddies, yo, gym buddies. Imagine God telling you to pack up and leave everything and everybody that you're familiar with. Imagine that. (laughs) I believe Abram had to be feeling some type of way when God told him that. You know, I believe that he was feeling every emotions us humans do not like to feel when we get placed in an uncomfortable situation. But let's keep reading. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, it says that 
This is the promise that God is making to Abram before he was Abraham. Here is, and it says that I will give you many descendants and they will become a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous so that you will be a blessing. You know, as I thought about these verses, I was like, if I was young in my early 20s and God told me to leave, I would have left easily. If I was like in my early 20s and my wife Lachey and I had just met and God said, leave, I would have left easy. I wouldn't have left Lachey. I would have I been easy to leave the country, but I would have took you with me, Miss Golden. <laughs> I would have took you with me. But if God told me, to leave, and I was in my early 20s, it would have been easy for me to do. If God was like, move to Jamaica, I'm going to make your name famous, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing, I'm going to give you all this land, I would have left easily, no questions asked. But let's look at verse 4. It says, when Abram was 75 years old, he started out from Haran, as the Lord had told him to do, and Lot went with him. He was 75 years old. Some of us don't want to make big plans because we're 45, 50, 55, or 60. Abram was 75 years old. Listen, let this verse inspire you. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are for God to use you. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, God can use you. Listen to this. Age nor time is a factor in a God's plan. I said age nor time is a factor in a God's plan. So in these verses that we just read, God told Abram to leave everything that he was familiar with and go to a land that he was going to show him and that he was going to bless him with many descendants and give him these lands and all of these different things. God made this promise to Abram. Let's jump to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, it reads, after this, after this, after this. Usually when you see after this, that means something has transpired before this. You see, in the chapter before, Abram had experienced a little adversity where he had to go and rescue his nephew Lot. And then when we pick up in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, it says, After this, Abram had a vision and heard the Lord say to him, Do not be afraid, Abram. I will shield you from danger and give you a great reward. Now at this time, Abram didn't have the descendants or the land yet that God had already promised him. God already promised him that he was going to have. It currently wasn't in his possession. But let's keep reading. Verse 2, but Abram answered, Sovereign Lord, what good will your reward do me since I have no children? My only heir is Eleazar of Damascus. You have given me no children, and one of my slaves will inherit my property. So at this point, Abram is probably like, Lord, I left everything I was familiar with. You told me that you were going to give me land. You told me that you were going to give me descendants and bless me so that I can be a blessing. You told me that you was going to make my name famous, and I am still Abram. Notice that he wasn't Abraham yet in this verse. 
Maybe Abram started feeling worried or maybe he started feeling a little anxiety or maybe he was uh, experiencing a little fear because he left his mom and him in his daddy nam house and he went to this land that God was going to show him. Maybe he was becoming a little impatient while waiting on the promise. But let's keep reading in verse four. Then he heard the Lord speaking to him again. Somebody say again. This slave, Elazar, will not inherit your property. Your own son will be your heir. The Lord took him outside and said, look at the sky and try to count the stars. You will have as many descendants as that. You know, oftentimes when we are facing some fear or adversity or challenges in our lives, it's usually we be, it's because we forget what God has already told us. Whenever we're facing some fear or an anxiety in our lives, usually it's because we forget what God has already said to us. And I believe that Abram might have forgot what God had already told him when he was living with his daddy now. You see, God already told him that he was going to give him land and give him many descendants. God had already told him that he was going to bless him and make him a blessing. God had already told him that he was going to make his name great. But because he was facing a little adversity, because he was a, in, in a little of the unknown, I believe that Abram might have started to rely on his own understanding and he might have forgot what God's word has said to him. And you know, oftentimes when we're facing some adversity or fears in our lives, we can forget uh, what God has already told us. But when we remind ourselves what God has told us, then we will know that uh, God's word told us to don't be afraid, don't fear. Then we will know that God's word told us to not be anxious for anything. Then we will know that God's word has already told us to not be afraid, to not be dismayed. Then we will understand that the word of God has already told us that, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. You see, when you understand God's word and when you remind yourself of God's word, then it could kind of relieve some of that fear and some of that anxiety that you may have on your life. But you see, fear is designed, fear is designed to take your mind off of God's word. Fear is designed to take your mind off of God's word because the acronyms for fear is false evidence appearing real. The acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So sometimes you may be up against some fear in your life, but usually it's false evidence that is appearing real. And that is why it is important to prioritize God's word so that when you, so that when you understand what you're facing up against, if it doesn't align with the word of God, then you know that is false evidence appearing real. Amen? Listen, when you prioritize God's word daily, you are constantly reminding yourself of who you are and whose you are. When you read God's word daily, you are constantly reminding yourself of what he's already told you. And when you know God's word, then you'll be able to choose courage 
over fear. Because then you will know that God's word has already told you that all his promises are yes and amen. If God is for me, then who could be against me? Who should bring a charge against God's elect? A thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand may fall at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Lord, you said that you were going to prosper me and not harm me. Lord, you told me to be bold and courageous. When you know God's word, then when you come up against fear, you will be able to move forward on it. But it's important that you prioritize God's word because when you prioritize God's word, you will have some word that is downloaded in your spirit that will help you combat that fear, that adversity, or those challenges. Amen? Listen, I want us to take a look at verse 6 in chapter 15. This is what happens after Abram is reminded of God's word. You see, you see, Abram, he was going through this little adversity and he was going um, in this time of the unknown and God reminded him of his word. This is what it says in verse six. After he was reminded of God's word, Abram put his trust in the Lord. And because of this and because of this and because of this, the Lord was pleased with him and accepted him. After Abram heard God's word again, after he read God's word again, he put his trust in the Lord and he was able to see all God's plans come to fruition in his life. Listen, when fear, anxiety, or worry comes knocking at your door, you have to, number one, remind yourself of God's word. When fear, anxiety, or adversity come knocking at your door, you have to remind yourself of God's word because God's word will not return back void. But that is why pastor has been preaching, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize God's word because when you remind yourself of what God has already told you, then you will be able to put your trust in him. Then you will be able to see all the promises that he has for your life come to fruition. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture, let me hear y'all say all scripture. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching the truth, rebuking error, rebuking fear, rebuking anxiety, rebuking adversity, correcting faults, and giving instructions for right living. Listen, when fear comes knocking at your door, make sure you be in it, make sure you didn't have prioritized God's word so that you can remind yourself of what he's already told you. The way that you are able to rebuke fear, anxiety, or adversity is by speaking the word of God over your life when those situations do arise. Amen? Amen. You have to remind yourself of God's word daily. You have to prioritize it because we're talking about making no little plans here. So if you're making these big plans, please believe that fear and anxiety will arise. But when they do arise, remind yourself of God's word. Number two, when fear, adversity, or anxiety comes knocking at your door, remember that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. When fear, anxiety, or adversity comes knocking at your door, remember that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. Listen, Abram was 75 years old when God told him to leave his country and that he was going to give him many descendants. Age is not a factor in a God's plan. 
Listen, Abram, Abram was, uh, uh, didn't receive his son until 25 years later. God gave him the promise at 75. He didn't receive his first son until 25 years later. Remember, time is not a factor in a God's plan. Listen, listen, he was 100 years old before he got his first son. Remember that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. This is what the Bible tells us in 2 Peter verses 3, 8 through 9. It says, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think, no, he is being patient for your sake. Listen, remember, age nor time is a factor in a God's plan. When you're waiting on God's promises to be fulfilled in your life, the first thing you have to do is, is to continue to remind yourself of what he's already told you and what his word says. And then you have to remind yourself that age nor time is a factor in a God's plan. Amen? When you're in between that transition or when you're waiting on God's promises, remember that age nor time is a factor in a God's plan. And number three, remember when you are up against fear, anxiety, or challenges that come amongst your life, remember to put your will on display. Remember to put your will on display. God has equipped each and every single one of us with the capability to withstand every trial and tribulation that comes in our lives. But as I said earlier, it's not about what we're capable of doing. It's about what you're willing to do. When fear and anxiety and depression comes amongst your life, what are you willing to do? It's not about what you're capable of doing. It's about what you're willing to do. Remember, when it comes to courage, courage is not a feeling, it's a decision. When it comes to choosing courage over fear, it's not a feeling, it's a decision. What are you willing to do? You know, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 31 verse six, and it reads, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Listen, when fear, anxiety, or adversity comes knocking at your door, put your will on display and choose to be courageous, choose to be strong, choose to be uh, live out front, choose to be bold, choose to be everything that God has already told you you are when it comes knocking at your door. Listen, we're talking about making no little plans here. But in order for us to have this mindset that we're going to make no little plans here, we have to be able to choose courage over fear. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I kind of want to walk you guys um, through this timeline of what God has been able to um, really birth into my life while I've been on this journey of choosing courage over fear. You see, earlier in my message, I kind of gave you guys a glimpse of, you know, how I got to the point where I'm at right now. In 2018, God told me to step away from football. He told me to get away from football. I was done with it, to pack my things up and leave the Kansas City Chiefs while I was under contract with them. God told me to do that in 2018. In 2019, 
God had to work on me. God had to work on me because I was no longer doing things that I was familiar with. I was no longer in a, in a, in a space where I was able to navigate and do what I could, could do. You know, I was no longer in a position where I could control the narrative. So God had to really start to work on me and rearrange some things in my life because I always identified myself as Robert Golden, the football player. And God told me that he created me in his image, so I needed to rearrange who I was and place my identity in him. So in 2019, God worked on me. He began to do a new thing in my life. I began to draw closer to him. And at the end of 2019, early 2020, God gave me a vision, and he said that you need to develop a school. Here I am, this football player that stepped away from the NFL, and God tells me to develop a school. But God didn't just tell me that he needed me to develop a school. God gave me a vision to develop the school. So for those of you that don't know, uh, my school is Golden Charter Academy. It's the nation's first uh, TK through 8th environmental stewardship zoo school in the nation. We have a partnership with the Fresno Chaffee Zoo that allows our students to use a zoo every single day as part of their classroom. It's awesome, but it was a God's plan. So God gives me this vision in 2020, and for those of you that heard the story before, in 2020, I started moving in faith. I started signing kids up to go to this school that wasn't even approved until a year later. By the end of 2020, I had over 200 students signed up to attend this zoo school that we created. That was faith. That was faith. Uh, but fast forward, 2021, God, you know, we approved the school. We get approved by the Fresno Unified School District. We opened up in 2021 of August, did 2022. Now we're going into year three on August 14th at maximum enrollment with over 200 students on our waiting list. But that's not even the craziest part about this story. God gave me a vision and he said that in 2020, not only was I going to develop a school, he said that I was going to build a school. Here I am. I just left the NFL. I've never been involved in education. I've never been involved in development. But I'm just trusting that what God has told me is going to come to fruition. I'm trusting what all his promises that he told me was going to come to fruition. So I start driving around by the Fresno Chaffee Zoo area looking for land that God wants me to build this school on. And uh, I come across this land and God said that that's where you're building a school at. I'm like, God, this, this property not even for sale. He said, go talk to the owner. I approached the owner of this property and I told him, hey, um, are you interested in selling this property? I, I want to build a school right here. And he said, no, this is my business. I'm not looking to sell right now. I said, okay. I walked away from that meeting and I said, God, you told me I'm going to build a school right there. It's in your hands. That was in September of 2020. Two weeks later, he called me back and said, hey, I'll sell you this property, but if you want it, it's going to cost you $1.25 million. I said, okay, okay, let's put it in escrow. Mind you, I have no idea where this $1.25 million is coming from. Can we pull up the contract for the escrow? Look. September 24th, 2020, I put the property in escrow and I had no idea where I was going to get $1.25 million from. But not only that, the school wasn't approved until 2021, but I had property in escrow 
for a school that God had told me I was going to build. That's God. Listen, listen, when fear, anxiety arise in your life, you have to remind yourself what God has already told you. God said that we was going to build a school right there. That was September 24th, 2020. Time goes by, time goes by. I ended up getting an investor to come to Fresno and give me the money to buy this property. Can you show the picture of me and my wife closing on the property? December 22nd, 2022, we closed on the property that God gave us the vision where we were going to be able to develop the school at. But that's not even the craziest part about this. That's not even the craziest part about this whole story. We put the property in escrow in September of 2020. We didn't close the property until December 22nd, 2022. Time nor age is a factor in a God's plan, amen? But it gets crazier than that. It gets crazier than that. God gave me a vision and said that we were going to develop a state-of-the-art facility on this property. So in September 2020, when we put the property in escrow, October, I hired an architect and told him I wanted to design a school that is that, and I gave him this vision that God gave me. I'm like, man, I want crazy angles and this and that and all of these different things that God showed me. Because God didn't just tell me the vision, he showed it to me as well too. So October, of 2020, I had an architect design me a state-of-the-art facility on some property that I didn't even own. Can we show the state-of-the-art facility? We didn't even own this property, but God had already gave me the vision and already told me what we were going to do. Listen, while we were going through this process, I had to continually remind myself of what God has told me. I had to continue to remind myself that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. But when that plan got big and I started to feel anxiety and fear, I had to take a stand and put my will on display and believe that God's promises are yes and amen. But I'm gonna tell y'all, that's not even the craziest part about this story. It gets even crazier than that. It gets even crazier than that. In December of 2022, when we closed the property, when we closed the property, January 1st, we revealed this facility. And the architect and the contractors, they approached me and they're like, Pastor, they approached me and they said, hey, this school is going to cost between 17 million or 20, 20 million dollars. They said it was going to be between 17 million and 20 million dollars. I didn't even know how I was going to get 1.25 million, let alone 20 million. But when they said that to me, I said, oh, yeah, that's a good number. Let's let's put it in escrow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good number. That's a good number. But this is the thing. If it's God's will, then it's God's bill. And if God gives you the vision, he will provide provision. He will provide provision. If God gives you the vision, he will provide provision. So this was January. January, they, they approached me and said that it's going to be between 17 and $20 million. They approached me in January of 2023 and said it's going to be between 17 and $20 million. On August 1st, on August 1st, 
This past Tuesday, I had a meeting that came up with the information that I needed to figure out how we were going to get the 17 to 20 million dollars to build this school. Listen, listen, God is my witness. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. Pastor, we want to do, we got big plans for this church. We got big plans for this church, Pastor. It's already done. It's already done. But we have to continue to remind ourselves, continue to understand that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. And then we got to put our will on display every single day. Every single day. Listen, all over the building, we can stand to our feet. Because I, 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 I can keep going, Pastor. I can keep going because it gets crazier than that. <laughs> it gets crazier than that. Because even though we're building this school here in Fresno, it's still too small of a thing. It's still, that's still too small of a thing. God don't just want to bless Fresno. He want to bless the whole world. Literally the whole world. Every single other week, I'm getting the opportunity to travel and talk about Golden Charter Academy at other zoos around the world. One of my partners just had a meeting with a zoo leader in Brazil. Y'all ain't here. We just had a meeting about Golden Charter Academy in Brazil. Listen, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. And if God gave you the vision, he gonna provide provision. But you gotta remind yourself, you gotta remind yourself every day, every day, you have to remind yourself of God's word. What did God say? All his promises are yes and amen. All his promises are yes and amen. You have to number two, remember that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. God gave me the vision for this school in 2020. If it's God's will that we move into this facility in August of 2025, when it's set to be ready, that'll be five years from when God gave me the vision to where it is now. But remember, time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. If God wants us to move into the facility in 2030, it doesn't matter because time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. But then number three, number three, remember, you have to put your will on display. Listen, courage is not a feeling, it's a decision. Being courageous, being bold, standing up against your fears, anxiety, the adversity and challenges that come against your life. Listen, you have to make a decision to hear what God says, to remind yourself of what God said versus going off of your own thoughts. The Bible tells us to lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. Listen, remind yourself of God's word. Know that time nor age is a factor in a God's plan. And number three, put your will on display. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day. God, I ask that you seal this word in your people's heart. Father God, I ask that you make this word be transformational for their lives. Not because of what you've done for me, Father God, but because of what you've done for me, you could do it for them. But Father God, if you did it for Abraham, you can do it for me. 
And Father God, if you did it for David, you could do it for me. And if you did it for Sarah, you could do it for them. And if you did it for Jacob, you could do it for them. And if you did it for the Israelites, Father God, you can do it for us. Father God, let us believe, Father God, that your word is true. All your promises are yes and amen. Father God, I'm asking that you seal this word. Let it transform your people's lives for the greater good of your works. Father, we ask in all these blessings in your son Jesus' name, we pray. All God's people say, God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.